Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It was a Cowboys Thursday. Oh, yeah. See, it's interesting the way it's worked. We had Monday off. So yesterday was like Tuesday for us. But for the Cowboys, because they're playing Saturday, they shift their schedule. So it was like Thursday for them. So nobody really had Wednesday yesterday. But because it was a Thursday, even though it was a Wednesday, uh, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb both spoke. And there was a lot of interest, I think, in what Dak and Lamb had to say about what went down with the essentially the neglect of Lamb over two and a half quarters. Uh, and their responses were really interesting to me, particularly CeeDee Lamb's. And I mm-hmm. I'm, can't wait for your thoughts on this, Choppy. Uh, first clip here. Dak was asked, did you see a lot of missed opportunities when you went back and looked at the tape? Did you see missed opportunities to get CD the ball? I think a lot of factors played into that. They they got the rush going a little bit, um, getting me off the spot. Obviously, we talked about them clouding clouding the coverage to CD, putting more people to his side. Uh, Wasn't giving us quite as favorable looks as they were early in the game. And I mean, that's credit to Fangio. As I said, the guy's been around for a long time. He's a hell of a play caller. And so... Um, he wasn't going to sit there and, as I said, allow CD to have a career day. Uh, but maybe a one or two I could say this or that. But overall, uh, well done by them, and we just couldn't get out, get out of our own way. And whether that was two drives starting backed up within the five-yard line, uh, that's never easy there. Yeah, and credit to them. All right, so this is one of those things that happens in every fan base across the country. They ask, well, why couldn't you just do it? Why couldn't you get the ball to them? Why couldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. Like, some of that has to do with the other team still. Sure, and Fangio's got a history of changing things up and making it difficult on Dak. And yeah. that's what Dak Dak just gave him credit there. Um, what's interesting is you hear Dak say... Like, real quick, it was, it was clear after the Cowboys' second drive that Miami changed things up. Clear. They changed things up, but I think there were still opportunities for CD. I don't, I don't Maybe. know that I totally agree. Michael Gelkin had tweeted a clip where there were two smoke routes. On, on one play at one point, and it's step back. You have the option to toss to CD, toss to Gallup. He went to Gallup. It didn't work out, and CD was really frustrated afterwards. You got to find opportunities like that to get him involved yeah. when you're going two and a half quarters without him getting the ball. So Dak there says, Fangio adjusted coverage, and they were moving me off my spot. Pass rush was impacting things. Let's see if CD Lamb agrees with that. This is CD talking about the disappearance of his involvement for a couple quarters. Really nothing, um, to be honest. I feel like 
everything that we we had was still in front of us. I mean, we still had the opportunity to, you know, win the game, and that that's probably the best thing for us, you know. And um, that's all we can really ask for, you know, just opportunity and a chance to win, and that we gave ourselves. So that's pretty much it. So do you and Dak talk after those games about what he was seeing and maybe why the ball didn't come to your way in the second and third quarter? Uh, not really, no. Uh, just kind of clear a couple things up as far as detailing on route running and, you know, execution. How much of that was contributed to the offensive line not being at full strength and just some of the timing on some of those routes? Not a problem. Interesting. So CD says, look, not a lot to clean up. I think opportunities were still there. I, I don't think that the pass rush was much of a problem at all. So different tone from well, Dak. And... Look, it, I, I love... It's pretty obvious the pass rush was a problem. Uh, yeah, the, the pass rush was a problem. I, I think what CD's saying is it clearly was a problem because he followed up after that. Somebody said, well, you agree that you were compromised on the left side, causing problems. He goes, oh, absolutely. You take Tyron out, that's going to cause... I think CD's saying it was not enough of an excuse to say we can't move the ball. Like, there were still opportunities there. And I love... CD Lamb is probably my favorite quote in the locker room. Yeah. I, I mean, we got to talk to him in Oxnard... Was there a better interview in Oxnard than Lamb? Like, just in terms of his honesty and how direct he is and the way that he explains what he's looking at. He was pretty, he was pretty good. I'm I, trying, I can't think of one, but I think he was pretty damn good. I, I think CD is, and, and it's something that he's really grown into. And CD said that he realized a couple of years ago that he needed to just tell the truth. Just say it straight. Instead of trying to come up with an answer, craft a perfect answer that he found Things became easier when he just shot it straight. So I, I don't think, here's one thing that I do want to make clear. Two different answers there. Dak is going to be the politician. CeeDee Lamb is the, I'm going to shoot it straight guy. They have a great relationship, Lamb and Dak do. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is indicative for anybody who heard that. Sounds it. If, if, for anybody who heard it and said, oh, that doesn't sound too great. I do think that their relationship is strong. I don't think there's anything to worry about on that front. CD kind of has a tendency to wear his emotions on his sleeve, as a lot of receivers do. And I think that that's just a symptom of that. And he wants yeah. to be involved. Look, CD is not the only receiver in the NFL who, uh, who's, a, who's a one who didn't get the ball for two quarters this year. Like, there's other guys. There are, there, there, every, every single week. I mean, look, Stephon Diggs will go plenty of time during the course of a game. Without getting the football. Yeah, he'll tell you about it. And he'll tell you about it. Uh, anybody out so there? So will A.J. Brown. Huh? So will A.J. Brown. So will lots of guys. It happens. It, it just happens. I mean, I have to go back and look. Does Kelsey go? And he's not a receiver, but like I, I put him in the receiver category. Essentially, pass like, catcher. Like, does he go time? Yeah, he, he probably goes time, too. Now, maybe not this year because he literally is the only option. Um, but it, when you're getting uh, when you're under siege, it's it's hard to get the ball to the guys on the outside. Do you want Dak doing what Nick Mullins did this weekend? I don't. I was because you did you see that? Game? You see the the, the uh, Minnesota game? No, I, I know you talked about. I, Dude, I heard you he mentioned yesterday like, he was just forcing to just. He was just heaving it up. Now Jefferson came down with ang- dang near all of them in traffic. Two three guys on him, jump balls like um, David Tyree style. But like, is that what you want? What I want is if you're having trouble protecting, I want you to hit hot routes. I want uh-huh. you to hit quick slants uh-huh. and, and let CD make a play. That's that's typically how he's won in the past and how they've neutralized pass rush a little bit. But CD Lamb was talking about this yesterday, his competitiveness, 
the, you know, what matters to him most. CD says he's not a stats guy that ultimately the only stat he cares about, Choppy, and I think this is true, is the W column. Yeah, I just do. I just know um, what I can contribute to the team, obviously, and um, the type of player I am. Um, worked hard to be in this position, of course, and as everybody else on this team. So just putting myself in the best position, you know, help the team, of course. And, uh, yeah, man, I like to win overall. It's not really so much more of, of the stat. It's just whatever the stat ends up being after the game, yeah, that's cool. But, like, throughout the game, I'm not, oh, I got 100 yards in the first quarter. Yeah, no, nah, that's not it. I just like winning. Like, I really have an obsession with winning. And that's yeah. the kind of line that I think you want to hear. And I, I don't think that's fake from him. I, I don't think that's no, him saying, know. like, oh, I don't really care about stats. Sometimes you hear guys say, I'm not, I, I'm not worried about stats. I just care about the win at the end of the day. And, and then that ends up not being true. No, because if you complain about, about about not getting the ball for the win, then that's you obviously don't compare, care just about winning. It's funny. I did. Uh, Nobody cares just about winning. I did Cowboys crosstalk last night with Kevin Hagland and Dave Campo and Nate Newton. Well, yep. And now, was Campo wearing underwear. Uh, I don't know. What does that mean? Did you not ask him? Why would I ask him? How would that not have been your first question? Why would I have asked him that? I clearly don't know what reference you're making. Hard knocks. <laughs> When they pantsed him in oh, the hard oh, two knock. or whatever. I was not watching hard knocks back then. Oh, man. I, yeah, because they, they pantsed him in hard knocks. He goes, hey, you guys know I don't know where on the wears? <laughs> he like was, that, that, uh, absolutely. You've interviewed Campo before, right? A million times. One of the greatest, best storytellers. Awesome guy. He's he is such awesome a good guy. interview. So uh, he That is, was a miss. That was a big miss on your part. If you, I, mean, I apologize. You've got, to, you've, next time you turn to Dave Campo, the first thing that needs to be on your mind is, is that man wearing underwear? Well, he will be there on Saturday for Jimmy's Ring of Honor induction. He lives in Jacksonville now. Uh, 1010, who we've cross-talked uh-huh. with before. He does a lot of stuff for them now, but he's in town to be there for Jimmy's Ring of Honor did, induction. Did you give him your thoughts on Jacksonville? I did not. I should have. That didn't even cross my he mind. He probably doesn't live in Jacksonville. He probably lives in Ponte Vedra, oh. which is a much I, nicer I place. I mean, whatever it is. <laughs> but we talked last night, and over the last couple of weeks, Nate has really hit the point of where are your tone setters yeah where are your guys who have an edge who play with a little bit of you know i I don't know if i can say it so i'll just use a different term spit and vinegar like like where are those guys who who play with that a little bit and nate has said all right i feel like maybe i'm getting a little bit of that from micah and campo said that that like he's clearly frustrated with the holding stuff He's he's chattering a lot. We'll talk later on this hour how he drew Rob Gronkowski and Debo Samuel offsides on Kay Adams' yeah. show yesterday. But CD, he he when did. you hear him talk about winning games and you see CD get very emotional in these games, the emotional – Dak is their leader in general. I feel like their emotional leader right now is CD Lamb on offense and, you know – Micah has been in the past. J. Ron Curse on defense. Those are kind of the the emotional tone setters there. But I think that's that's good what you hear from CD there because I think he means that is that winning is what's most important to him. It, you know, it, it it knowing CD the way we do it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I still hold the 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 idea that if you were to pin a lot of these guys down a lie detector. There's a lot of Sidney Dean going on around here. Like not not just here, like everywhere. Like you'd rather get yours and lose than get nothing and win. 
Speaking of, Cowboys have routinely, it's a stat we've quoted, they don't typically lose back-to-back games under Mike McCarthy. No. Uh, This was the first time that it happened since 2021. Dak Prescott, what is your mindset after back-to-back losses? Uh, Pissed for sure, Um, but but this resilient, I guess, uh, to answer that and understanding that that one was close. Uh, got away from us, obviously, on the road. Could have been a, a, a good one, particularly saying the road right against a, against a playoff team um, and just didn't get it done. Uh, but it's just been about for everybody to be accountable, look themselves in the mirror, say, what more can I do individually? And then understanding if we do that, commit to that uh, collectively, uh, we'll, we'll continue to, to, to get better and we'll get over this, no doubt about it. Boy, I'm so sad Sean Sharif is not here today. Why is that? Because... If we were to play that clip, Peyton, how deep into that clip would Sean have just cut it off and gone, he's not giving real answer. He's not talking. He's not saying anything. Stop playing it. Maybe like seven seconds or he so. He would have get yeah. yeah. I, I think as soon as he went like pissed for sure. But you know, we're we're we're, we're moving forward. Uh, pissed for sure. He gave us the backs against the wall mentality quote yeah. a couple times yesterday. So I think Sean would have cut that one off quickly. Rashawn Evans, there is now officially one linebacker on the roster. R.J. Choppy, Rashawn Evans, the former Alabama linebacker, former first-round pick uh, of the Tennessee Titans. I think he was a first-round pick, yes, maybe he was. the second round. Um, Rashawn Evans was waived by the Cowboys on Wednesday to make room for offensive tackle Matt Willetsko, who we talked about yesterday mm-hmm. as that was the guy they drafted with the Amari Cooper pick. Uh, he was activated off IR after dealing with a shoulder injury that he suffered in training camp. This comes a day after. Fair trade, by the way. Amari for Matt Willetsko. Fair trade. Very fair trade. Like uh, Bruce Willis in Sin City. Uh, Rashawn Evans was arrested. This came out yesterday. He was arrested on Tuesday by Frisco police for possession of marijuana. Team sources, according to Todd Archer, have said Evans' release was not directly related to this arrest. It just kind of made it easier. Like, oh, we need a spot. He was near the back end of the roster anyway. Here's some trouble. We're going to go ahead and, and move on. How much of the sticky did he have on him to get arrested for marijuana? I mean, this is Frisco. I feel like Frisco is going to, you won't need as much for Frisco. to. You don't think so? No, not Frisco. Buttoned up. Dude, I got got told yesterday, and I know there's going to be some people who probably complain on the fan text here, but routinely I've gone into Cowboys Club to do this hit. Yesterday was the first time that when I walked in to do it, the person at the front desk said, you need to take your hat off. I was like, damn it. All right, right, fine. So I had to take my hat off walking into Cowboys Club. Oh, when they saw the baldness? They did. Oh, they did. I need some Dr. Mark Bashar, like uh, old chop. Did you not? Uh, you, so you didn't wear it during the show? No, I put it on as soon as the show started. Yeah. Yep. So, but Rashawn Evans. So you know, there's a way around that. Just tell him I'm not going to listen. Cowboy hat. Yeah, but they I'm not. will never tell you to take a cowboy hat off. As soon as I saw somebody at the bar wearing a hat, I was like, I'm putting this on now. Yeah. So, uh, Rashawn Evans, though, he gets released. That means the Cowboys have one linebacker on the roster right now. That's Damone Clark. They have nobody else. They're playing hybrid safeties the rest of the way. They got a couple on the practice squad, obviously. But a thin group. Can't imagine why they can't stop the run. A thin group gets even thinner. Now, theoretically, this makes a better coverage unit, though, right? Um, Sure. But, I mean, this is in terms of the fact that they'll play more Wanye Thomas in the box, probably. Um, Obviously, play Bell in there and, and things like that. But. They need some depth at linebacker. They they really miss, honestly, the two guys they really expected to be contributors, Leighton Vander Esch, done for the year, DeMarvian Overshone, done for the year. Those were the two guys yeah. that they were really looking forward yep. to. Absolutely. It was, it was, it was a, 
That was a bummer when those two guys got hurt, man. Because they uh, that was a that was a good unit. I mean, it really was. Like think you know, theoretically going into the season, uh, at least I thought that was going to be a pretty decent unit. All right, it is Sean and RJ here on 105 through the fan. I'm RJ Choppies. Bobby Belt. Sean's back next week. Got Peyton and, R- and uh, Ryan uh, in tow. Which NFL player was done more dirty by their team yesterday? We got three of them. Talk about that next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, DFW. Sean and RJ here, 105 through the fans. Sean is out today. Uh, He is back on Tuesday of next week. We'll be off on Monday for the New Year's Day holiday. I'll be watching ball games all day. Did Did you catch the Tax Act Bowl? Last night, oh boy, you uh, you know I didn't, I did not. Man, you're not a uh, you're not an Oklahoma State versus A and M fan, huh? Thirty one twenty three, Oak State. Uh, how Barry Sanders doing this game? I don't know how Barry Sanders uh, did in this game, but the A and M comeback falls short, and they lose thirty one to twenty three. Nice of Lincoln Riley to get a victory though, without uh, Caleb forty two twenty eight over Louisville. Uh, so Louisville, put, Louisville. That'll put the Florida State needs to be in the Final Four. Uh, folks in a in a, in a, in, a, in a pickle, but um, we have three NFL players who were done wrong yesterday. Bobby, let's start with Russell Wilson. Boy, this Russell Wilson thing is. Well, maybe they weren't done wrong. I don't know, but let's see. This is very interesting, and there's there's some split opinion on this. But Russell Wilson was benched yesterday, and. The, the issue here, the report coming from Jordan Schultz really breaks it down. Jordan Schultz over at Bleacher Report. The Broncos had threatened to bench Russell Wilson weeks ago if he didn't remove his injury guarantees from his contract. Russell Wilson's benching by the Broncos is solely financially related and has been in the works for weeks per multiple sources. With who, who reported that? Jordan Schultz, Bleacher okay. Report. Uh, the Broncos approached Wilson two days after their October 29 upset win over the Kansas City Chiefs. 
and told him he would be made inactive for the rest of the season if he did not adjust his contract and defer the injury guarantee trigger date that he has for 2025. Wilson has $37 million in injury guarantees for 2025 that will become guaranteed no matter what on the fifth day of the 2024 league year in March. At the time, Wilson was coming off a three-touchdown game uh, in the win over the Chiefs and was starting to experience the type of success he envisioned following a challenging first year in Denver. The threat, however, quote, shocked him, and the two sides got into a major dispute on how to proceed. So the Broncos are saying this is purely a football decision. They think Jarrett Stidham gives them the best chance to win. And Sean Payton yesterday had weighed in on the tough decision to bench Russell Wilson. I get that. And, and yet I can't replace the entire offensive line. I can't bring in five new receivers. And and, it, and if it continues over a period of time, then there'll be another guy here talking to you as well. I, it, it, this, this is something that, you know, these are difficult decisions. And obviously... There's more attention when it's the quarterback who's who's under contract, but different than maybe, you know, earlier decisions we've made with maybe last year's prior starters. I can just assure you one thing, and, and honestly, and, and I've said this to Greg and George a number of times, I'm just interested in winning. And, and it doesn't matter how, um, when you do this, you know, for this long a, a period of time, it's all you're interested in because... There's nothing like it. And then the other side of it, you know, there's nothing like that either. So that's kind of what it is. Russell Wilson tweeting last night, God's got me looking forward to what's next. Mm -hmm. So Sean Payton's excuse is, hey, surely there's a financial component that everybody has to consider, but this is a football decision. We needed to make it. We needed to make a change. And I can't just overhaul an entire receiving core or an offensive line. The most impactful thing I can do is change up our quarterback. Choppy, how do you feel about this situation overall? Well, if you say you're just, you want to win and you're just interested in winning, then why are you starting a quarterback who's never had a single win in his life? Um, Fair. uh, Russell Wilson is not the problem this year. I don't know if he's the solution, but he hasn't been the problem. He only three players have more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson does this year. I know it's not a great stat. I don't care for it either, but I'm using it for my argument here because it suits me. Um, he's like seventh in passer rating. Again, not a great stat, but fifty point six QBR. That's twenty first in the NFL. Which look, it's not atrocious. It's not great. It's not great. But Jared Stidham's not going to be better than that. This is not a football decision. You can't say you want the best chance to win and say you're going to go to Jared Stidham. Russell Wilson has been, as we predicted, as everyone here on the show said, Russell Wilson was going to be better this year because that was the norm. Like, that, the positive regression was going to happen. He was just going to be better based off of nothing more than circumstance, luck, all the things rolled into one. And he has been better this year than he was last year. Ted Wynn, the problem. Ted Wynn, who is an NFL stat writer for The Athletic, and uh, he does a really great job. Uh, he had said so many people are making it out. This is him tweeting yesterday. He said so many people are making it out like the Broncos are punishing Russ, but it seemed like good organizational practice to me. They were realistic with where Russ is despite the stats and wins. They squeezed out as much as they could from him in a very confined environment. They knew that the style wasn't sustainable and they have to move on to move forward. If he gets hurt, they owe him $35 million more next season. They wanted to move on, but opened up the possibility of bringing him back if he agreed to their terms. He made the right decision for himself not to accept. Broncos made the right decision for themselves. 
What do you think about that counterpoint? I understand it, um, but don't tell us it's a football decision. If you're going to say that this is a if, – if, if you want to do this on the basis of money, okay, um, which it obviously – this is 100% a money decision, right? We yeah. all agree on that? Yes. All right. Then say that. Peyton, you agree? Have the guts – have the guts to put yourself out there and risk the fine and the grievance from the NFLPA, which is going to happen, and it should happen. Have the guts. Don't tell me it's a football decision because then you're just covering your own butt. This is not a football decision. You cannot make a case this is a football decision. You can't make a case that Jared Stidham gives you a better chance to win football games. Now there is a... Well, what's Russ once? Six of eight? Yeah. I, I mean, they've, they've played better. Dan Orlovsky. You heard of him? Um, Maybe. Did he, he run out of the end zone? Uh, yeah. He, he doesn't know how deep end zones are. He tweeted yesterday, wait. Russ has known for two months that Denver was moving on from him, and they asked him to alter his contract while also asking him to lead slash try and win games. That's wild from an organizational standpoint. Lots of people weighing in yesterday saying how admirable it is that Russ continued to play and continued to lead even after the request at the end of October. There's a little bit of a split on that too, that the counterpoint or the counter response to that has been, okay, but... That's what's contractually required. You don't get credit for doing what is required of you as a competitor and as the quarterback of a team just because you don't like the way the team's handling something. We would all give you hell if you took your ball and went home and said, no, I'm not going to play quarterback anymore. Uh, similar to the way we talked about Derek Carr last year, where Derek Carr just left the team at the end of the year because he, he couldn't stand to not be the Raiders starter. It just hurt him too much to be around the team. So where do you fall down on that? That... Is it impressive that Russell Wilson has continued to take the mantle as the leader and try and win football games? Or do you look at it and say, well, yeah, that's your job, regardless of the circumstances around you. That is your job. You have to do that. You don't get credit for that. Uh, I mean, these guys are human. I'm only human. Right? Like, that is, that is like, yeah, like, there's, when, when, when your boss tells you he doesn't want you around and you still have to go to work, I mean, that's like, that's... That's tough. Yeah, I, I give him some credit for that. There's Eight, no doubt. 817, uh, it is not a win-now move, but it is a football decision. Financial decisions are also football oh, decisions. Tell it to the FLPA. Another 817 says it is a football decision. If you're on the hook to pay an injured quarterback next year, uh, then you are destroyed your chances at winning next year. That, that, look, the, the NFLPA will disagree with you. That is not a football decision. If, if money is involved, it, it, football decisions are without money. It is what is the best chance to win today. That's a football decision. Financial decisions have nothing. They are not. I, I know I know people don't want to admit it. They are not football decisions. Did Sean Payton give Russ a fair shake? Well, I mean, I don't think so. He obviously from day one didn't want him around. He refused to let me. What, what, what quarterback doesn't get to change plays in the NFL? Yeah. Right? What quarterback gets berated on the sideline by their head coach? who's accomplished less as a head coach than the quarterback has as a quarterback. Woo. Who gets berated like that? You don't you, that, that that doesn't happen. Not like that, not publicly like that. Does a does a coach lay into his player like a quarterback? That doesn't happen like that. Which upset you more? The Russell Wilson move or Jair Alexander the Packers cornerback getting suspended <laughs> yesterday <laughs> over a coin toss? That that bugged me. Um, and reset the story for us. So, 
In the game against Carolina, Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander went out for the coin toss. Now, there's some confusion about, like... Named himself a captain He and named himself there. a captain and ran out there because he's from Charlotte, right? He's from the Charlotte area. And he's like, this is my hometown. I'm going to go out there and be a captain. And he runs up, and he says that the referee, when they win the coin toss, he goes, you know... He, and he'll explain it in this clip what exactly he wants. And there was confusion because the official had already talked to Matt LaFleur before the game, uh, as I guess is customary, and they find out what their intentions are if they win the coin toss. There's no confusion. Road to hell is paved with good intentions. Right. So this is the entire... By the way, I hate the coin toss. My, my, I want to go back to the XFL scramble where you yeah. just run to the ball at midfield. When I become president... Someday, I'm going to ban the coin toss of the NFL. That's my first my first action, banning the coin toss. We're going to go to road team gets the ball first, home team gets the ball at halftime. That's it. So baseball. Makes sense. Top half is road team, at bottom least, half is... At least the, 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 the opening tip in basketball is a skill-based. I'll tell you what, if you guaranteed that the home team was going to get the ball coming out of the second half every game you would, I think, increase the importance of home field advantage. That would become a, a, a the home field advantage storyline would become bigger if, if the NFL I think wanted you may that. Be right. And then, you know, you each get, each get one possession in the overtime. And then you just keep going like that. I would change that up. But this is Jair Alexander, uh, Jair Alexander explaining what happened. Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though? What did I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. Which, in theory, could they could have said, then you're electing to kick to uh, kick off what you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half? Yeah, no, I told them that, uh, I said, uh, I want I want our defense to be out there. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. Like, I want the defense to be out there. they like, you mean defer? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Okay. Did he, did he say that to you? Yeah, he did. Because the, the mic was on. And I, oh, I, I, yeah, he heard I you. Hear that, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? No, he was just like, defer. I was like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. Like, everybody was laughing. I'm like, what are y'all laughing at? Like, it's pretty obvious what I'm asking for. So did anyone say anything to you when you got back to the no. sideline? <laughs> Why would they? I, listen. And so now he's been suspended by the Packers a game they, for conduct detrimental to the team. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is obvious. Nobody in the... This is one of those things you're adding language that doesn't need to be there. Defer, dumb, stupid. Everybody knows what you mean when you say you want to be on defense first. This all this happened. It didn't end up mattering, but at the end of the 21 season, I think it was. Remember this happened at the beginning yeah. of a Cowboys Rams game where they said Dak had said the wrong thing. Right. Everybody knows what you mean when you say you want to be on defense first. Nobody thinks you are giving up possession in each of the first two halves. Each of the, each of the halves. Nobody thinks that. You know exactly what the hell he meant. You know he meant. We want our defense out there first that he meant you want to defer to the second half. You're making this thing overly complicated. Get rid of the coin toss. Home team gets the ball out of the half. Road team gets the ball first. Make it simple. Or just make it even more simple. You know what the hell they're going to do when they say they want the ball or they want to kick. They don't mean that they want to give the ball up in each of the halves. Stupid. We want the ball and we're going to score. Yeah. Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck. And then really quickly, just as we wrap up the segment, the Tommy Cutlets era is over in New York. The Giants are the the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) They're going to go with Tyrod Taylor, which does two things. One, it probably gives them a better chance to win, which is good. Cowboys need it. Cowboys need it the last week of the season. Which is good for the rest of the league because the Giants are not going to get the quarterback they want. Uh, And B, it also doesn't let them get to see more of Tommy Cutlets 
who actually is someone the Giant fans like, hey. probably because he's from there and he's Italian, but also the fact that there's upside. Like, the Giants are the gift that keeps on giving. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. I'm glad we're not going to have to see his uh, his little Sean Stellato Oh, That's what I'm really thrilled yeah. with. Peyton, what do we have coming up in the payload? Guys, who has New Year's resolutions for the year 2024? Plus, don't worry. You are not alone when it comes to menu anxiety at restaurants. That's next on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, am I hearing this right? The morning show is letting Peyton Russell have his own segment? I just don't get it. We've known Peyton for years. He's horrible on the mic. I mean, gathering the foreigners, this is going to be a train wreck. Daddy does work work, and Peyton just does board hopping. That oh, is yeah. right, Laura. Yeah. It is the payload here, or otherwise known as the uh, the Sean load. As uh, we noticed last week, Bobby called out Sean for carrying the segment. It was an awesome payload, though, last week. I loved it a lot. Um, but no, it is the payload where myself, Peyton Russell, takes over this entire segment with whatever I want to talk about. They just, the guys let me do what I want to do. Except life hacks. Can't talk about that. Yeah. That's right. Uh, maybe one day I'm just going to play the life hacks intro and we'll we'll Ooh. do that. That would be funny. We, we should, when Sean gets back, we should just like. Act like we, we should say we did it last week. Oh, say, oh we yeah. brought it back. Like, hey, we did life hacks. It was really good. We let Peyton lead it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have for, any? For, for Neighborhood Watch, which is coming up at 740, when Sean goes to throw it to it next week, you should hit the life hacks intro. Okay. Also right. coming up during the expressway, a Cowboys Lions. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah caller number ten. But Give guys, away. thank you to AT and T. We 5G. are just a few days away from the year twenty twenty four. Man, we are. I heard about that. That, that was that was interesting. I don't know how true those sources were. I didn't. Yeah, just fact tr- check trust it, me, bro. But... Trust me. I, I promise you that the calendar will change in twenty twenty four. But New Year's resolutions have began, or people have started to think about them. Do you guys have any? Do you or do you have you done it before? Do you usually do it? Have you ever stuck with one? Because I tried. I get to maybe February first, and then I'm like, you know what? It's a long year. I'm not gonna do it anymore. Uh, I mean, I think that's the norm. Yeah, is that people set them and then a month in they're like, get ready for pack gyms. RJ, your worst nightmare. It's already happened. Oh, uh, these 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 kids are everybody's off work now, right? Everybody's out of work. This Essentially, week. yeah. So like the last couple of days, the gym has just been slammed. 
and there's nothing that bothers me more. Cause like I go in the gym and I've got like a, a plan, a game face, and I it's, I just completely get taken out of it mentally, and I leave. Like my my workouts suck when the gym's crowded. Well, if you're if you're going to the gym for weight loss, you can go to sotaweightloss.com yeah. as well. You can do that. Um, I don't, I don't ever refer to that. I don't I don't like naming it. I guess I, I don't like calling it a resolution. I don't even like calling it a goal. But it, like I mean, there are things. Obviously, it's an easy reset to just go. Okay, it's the start of a new year. I, I'm gonna reset on these things. New I year, think, new me. I think you have those things in mind. You do. I do. Um, uh, you know, I don't have a, a, a set resolution. Uh, I want to be a little healthier. Obviously, I think that's everyone's. But uh, I, I, you know, I, my New Year's resolution. Uh, I, I plan on getting married for the last time. Oh hell yeah! It's my New Year's resolution. That's a good one. Hell yeah, brother! I'm gonna get. We're gonna get married in 2024, and uh, this will be my last one. My last. Because I know a lot of people. You know, it's like oh, the the generic. Oh, let me start working out. Let me eat better. But it's like other than that, I don't know what else would be like a resolution. Like, I mean, is it like because you can't just say oh, I'll just be nicer or oh, I'll just you know. No, like I mean, my like I know that I've already started thinking through the process of like I want to be. I want a better not, father. I, I don't want to. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> the best. I don't want to procrastinate as much. I, I have a big procrastination problem. Yeah, I think a lot of us do. And so I want to be on top of that sort of stuff a little bit more. Um, I'd like to. There's some relationships that I was noticing in the last couple months that I haven't been as engaged in, like just friendships or professional relationships. That I was thinking recently, I was like, I, I need to. Yeah. New Year starts. I need to reconnect with those. I people. need to be a better neighbor. So those I've sorts neglected of things. the uh, the PABs lately. I neglected them. And that stands Ooh. for Punk ABs. Oh. Punk Antonio <laughs> Browns, baby. Yep. Mm. Well, you know who's going to have a lot of New Year's resolutions, or at least say they do. It's the Gen Z, our just favorite Ooh. people, the Gen Zers, baby. What's now, Ryan's? What's Ryan's big resolution? Ryan, you have a big resolution this year. He does not, but he wants to give back more to the community. Oh, that's <laughs> so he's gonna, sweet. He's going to take half his paycheck and give it back to uh, all the people in need. But guys, Gen Z, they're at it again. And this might be more than just Gen Z. This might be going to RJ's generation of Gen X or Bobby's Gen Y. I don't know. Is that, is that your generation? Millennial. Yeah, I'm a millennial. Oh, yeah. that's, that's what they call you. Um, menu anxiety at restaurants. And it's not just the, oh, the waiter or waitress is you know, not giving me enough time to order my food. It's the, there's so many options. There's different options. And then the price as well. Uh, there's a survey out there. 2,000 people from the age of 18 to 24. 86% of them said they admitted they suffered from menu anxiety. Do you guys feel that when you go order? Or is it with the kids? Do you feel like, okay, is, do you like have to, do, is there a certain time you have to take the order? Or do you know what you want? Or is it the first thing that pops in your mind? I mean, what, what is your attack process when you go to the restaurant? My kids have no menu anxiety whatsoever. They order the same thing every time they go out. Food is fuel. My youngest one will get chicken nu- chicken tenders or chicken nuggets and fries. <laughs> and my oldest one uh, will either get chicken fajitas or a hamburger. No meat. I'm sorry. No, nothing but bread and meat. That's it. That's all he wants. Okay. I don't have menu anxiety. I don't care. It's not big enough. For, it's not a big enough deal. If I order the wrong thing and it sucks, there'll be another meal. I'm fine. I don't care. I'm an adult. I can make decisions. Yeah, Bobby, I, I feel like this could relate to you. I feel like because you're picky with your food, you know, don't want it to touch. I feel like maybe there's you're looking at a couple things on the menu. You're like, okay, what sounds good right now? What can I see myself eating? And you, you kind of have to double think about. Yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm decisive. Yeah. So I, I I don't sit on a decision very long with that like i i will be decisive and i'll quickly realize what do i want what will i be able to 
eat? What will I, like, be able to handle? Yeah. Like, there's times where I don't know what I want, but I don't get, like, anxiety but over I, it. I it's figure like, it out. I'll just figure it out. I, yeah, I, I, I figure it out. That's not a problem. I, uh, I will not take my family to Subway. I will not take my family to Pi 5. Anything that causes them to build an order, because really? I get... That's the only anxiety I feel is when my kids step oh my up God, and they go, what do you want? You're hold American up the line. Oh, yeah. Oh you hold God, up the I line. Do. I, I, don't, I don't want the, you got to build your own whatever. My whole world is going to be done. I don't and, know what to do. And my kids are like holding up everybody behind us <laughs> because they're going, uh. Do I get the sliced tomatoes with the dice? Which, which crust? <laughs> what am I going to do? Lettuce. Uh, How any, am I going to handle this? Anywhere that requires multiple answers. I hate society. I hate people. And all of them. Not everything is anxiety based for crying out. All, my all, gosh. all of them with my kids begin with, uh, do you want this or this? Uh, do you want a toasted? Uh, like what it does just, that mean? they, yeah, they just, uh, they, they got to think about it. I am the opposite. Like I'm ready to make a decision. I'm so direct into the point. RJ Ochoa and I were on the phone one time and I went through Chick-fil-A and I told them 12 count grilled nugget meal, large, sweet and spicy sriracha sauce and, and Coke Zero for the drink. And he chastised me for throwing the drink order within the order. He's like, no, you order the meal and then wait for them to ask you which drink you want. Which I think I'm saving time. He thinks I'm being douchey and rushed and I'm rushing things. That's not no. rushing things. You're helping I didn't think out, it was either. You're helping out the other person by having them ask you less questions. I My goal is that when they say... Welcome to wherever, wherever. Can I take your order? That I am moving forward in the line. Yeah. No more than fifteen Preparation, seconds. Separation, man. It, it, this is this is a this is a this a it's a it's an easy thing to do. You know, hey, I want the um, I want the the mushroom Swiss burger, fries, yeah. and a Coke Sprite, whatever. You know, and if, and if you are the type of person like me who calls everything a Coke under the cola umbrella, then you say Coke, Dr Pepper, or whatever. Yeah. However, that works. I have a Coke. Yeah. Okay, what kind? Dr. Okay, Pepper. now, a little relatable here to the restaurant story. It's, okay, now, let's say you get a food, you get uh-huh. you get your meal, and it's not cooked the right way, or there's something wrong with it. Now, RJ, you said if I you just, I just, you eat, just it. eat it. I just eat it. If you want I, medium rare and it's well done. Don't care. I'm raw, just going to eat it. Just give just me the food. Okay. I'm going to eat it. I don't care. I don't send things back. Uh, if they send me the wrong item, Ooh, I, I won't send, send things back. back either. I don't send it I back. I refuse. Now, if it's medium rare chicken... <laughs> if it's uncooked, then we'll I kill might you. send medium rare chicken back. Yeah, but that's fifty fifty. I might just eat the edges. <laughs> I might just eat the edges <laughs> and deal with it. it. You yeah. seem like a guy who eats the edges, just doesn't just dive in there, right? But uh, I don't send food back. If you give me the wrong order, I get it. The kitchen's busy. You're having a day. I don't care, man. It's just a meal. It's just a meal. Yeah, I, I understand. It's one of those. It's like you know, it's not the waiters, the waitress's fault. You know, and the chef. You know, hey, they're, they're trying their best out there. I had this conversation with Mackenzie, with my girlfriend Mackenzie last that's night. A card. Yeah, she's like, she's, she's like, no, I'm, I'm not sending it back. I'll just eat it, or I just won't eat it, and then we'll get some on the way home. I get it. All right, this last clip here. It's about a minute and a half. So, Bobby, you know very well, Cowboys post game show can get pretty intense, yep. especially with Broadus. You know, he starts talking over people. He's, you know, that's what I'm saying. And then the callers come in. What do you want them to do? Yeah. What do you want them to do? <laughs> and, well, it gets better when the callers start fighting with Broadus. And this is uh, Yvonne 
on uh, this was the last Could game. Be That's Ivan? a French or, ass name. Could Yvonne. be Yvonne. Yvonne. Uh, you know, Zach called her Yvonne. So, but she goes oh, off. Oh, okay, it's a female. Okay, so yeah, female. Y V O N. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Zach introduces her, and she starts going off and says, "Guys, after lost, um, I like the station, but you guys are just too freaking negative." And this is their back and forth. Let's go to uh, Yvonne and OKC. What's going on? Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you guys. Thank you. First of all, I've listened to this show forever. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan. I've been around for every Super Bowl. I'm really upset with this radio station. Every show is negative. Whether we win, lose, or draw, it's negative. I saw just what you guys saw. The offensive line on the left-hand side was horrible. Terrence Steele didn't play well. Um, Mike McCarthy got out skiing, got out coached mm-hmm. for the first, the second, and third quarter. But we saw exactly what you guys saw. But this station, to represent the Cow- Dallas Cowboys as the, the Dallas Cowboy radio station, you guys are too negative. Ma'am, I you ma'am, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? Do you, not, you want us to just homer this thing up the whole time? Brian, I mean, I'm not asking you to homer anything. What I'm saying as a person listening yeah. You're negative. Well, then negative I, I'm, I'm sorry. The time. Yeah, but, no love from this station, whether he what? wins or he doesn't. I, I disagree. You, you don't. You don't listen all the time. Then you do not listen all the I time. I do listen all the time. You do not because I'm home eleven hours a day. So, ma'am, one hundred five point three. Ma'am, yes, sir. ma'am. The, the thing about it is, I think this station has been fair when it comes to criticism of this football so. team. Well, then I don't, I, so. I don't. Then I don't agree with you either, ma'am. I really I'm don't. Fine. That's fine. I'm not here to argue with. I'm, just I'm not. No, I'm. But no, I'm just. That's what I'm doing. No, no. You, you, I'm no. You came towards us and you said that we're negative all the time. I don't think there's there's listeners to the station that are that like if you sit there and homer it up all the time, it's like, well, wait a minute. What are you doing here? Why why are you doing in that? I think we've been fair with this. They all want the Bobby Homer. They want to say, hey, we're going to win want. a Super Bowl and Dak's going to win MVP and going to be sunshines and rainbows. By the way, I, I think that's hilarious because I get accused equal parts of being a homer and being a hater. You can't please everyone. You know, you can't always have 100% of the audience. We get texts all the time. You guys are too negative, too homerish. It's like, well, this, we're this trying is, to be in the middle. This is the quickest way to draw Broadus offside. Yeah, it is. Man, you, you, as I was doing the break, ma'am. oh, man, he was afraid his mic was on and he was going you, off. You start accusing mad. them of, of like, you start accusing us of being too negative or, or biased in a direction or whatever else. He... Brian will push back against that. And he started, it was the, all right, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. ma'am. He, you ruined but, the morning show. But but he uh, he took it a step up. And uh, Yvonne, look. He was respectful, though. Yeah, Yvonne, if you're listening, because it's on 24 hours a day, he said, when you're listening. Yeah. Um, the reality is we're just, we're going to talk about things yeah. realistically. And if that's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. But you can't sugarcoat any of it. No, you can't. I got in trouble. Uh, not this time I was out, but the last time I was out. About what I said on on the air that day, that I, I got an email about it, and they said you were being unfair to the Cowboys today. I said, yeah, I wasn't on the air today. Oh yeah, when you, uh... <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't on the air today, <laughs> man. I'm sorry to hear, you. I'm sorry to hear you <laughs> say funny. that, but that wasn't me. It's just used to just hating on me, whatever, man. It happens. But uh, but yeah, that's the payload, guys. All right, there you go. Thank you so much, Peyton. We have got in the seven o'clock hour a Cowboys. Lions ticket giveaway. It's all coming up in the 7 o'clock hour next on 105 Through the Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 